Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, this isn't going to be our usual happy go lucky episode of, you know, killing the WWE for their handling of the coronavirus. The wrestling world was basically shocked to its core Wednesday afternoon with a former guest of the program, David Starr, with allegations of misconduct of a former girlfriend, of possible rape, and that was only the beginning. Since then, basically, the UK wrestling scene has been taken by storm by allegations to many of its biggest stars, and even people stateside like Dave Lagana, and there's been allegations towards Jim Cornette and many others. Jay, it's a weird way to transition, but uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's Juneteenth. Um, for those uh, those of you guys who don't know, it's when uh, the, the last freeze, uh, slaves were freed. Um, so it's kind of a, a I don't want to say, a, a kind of a celebration, kind of a, a recognition of, of that, of of the slaves being freed and, and what that means for us as African-American people. So I'm kind of trying to celebrate that a little bit, having a, a, a nice beverage, went to a, supported a couple of black businesses, uh, spent the day with my wife. Um, but yeah, no, this is, um, I mean, the David Starr thing, it was like a match that was lit. Right. And it's just, and you know, listen, we had him on a show uh, a couple weeks ago. A lot of you guys know this. He was a tremendous guest, maybe the best guest we've ever had on the show. It was a great conversation. There's a lot of things that we talked about that I have in common with him in terms of how he views politics, how he views, you know, his, his thoughts on unionizing wrestling. Um, you know, and, and we can get into the particulars with, with the, the woman who, you know, basically said that he was an asshole to her and a terrible boyfriend but then also said that he indicated to her that he had sexually assaulted, raped a woman, um, not her specifically, but another woman. Um, and he's no longer with a bunch of entities. Um, and he's kind of said on Twitter, my career you know, might be over. And if that's okay, if that's it, that's okay. And then that started all these other things. And we got, we, we've had two statements from the WWE <laughs> about one guy um, and we got Devlin, we've got Travis Banks, we've got Lagana, we've got some, we got Jimmy Havoc. So I, I want to make this clear. We're going to talk about these cases. I don't know one by one. We're, we're, we'll see. These are all accusations. Now, there's a lot of accusations. So generally, when you have a lot of accusations, that's a lot of people, that'd be a lot of people lying. So basically saying... Yeah, when there's smoke, there's fire, right? So there's got to be truth to some of these things. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting going into this and figuring it out. So, but I want to be clear that all these are accusations. There's no, no one's been prosecuted. No one's been convicted. No one's been arrested. Some of these instances, I think the Lagana one was from 2010, right? So there's a lot of different things that are going on here. Right, there's a lot um, of and, and, and yeah. So we'll be as sensitive to it as possible, um, but we want to report. We want to report what's what's happening to for you guys. Yeah, and so I mean, I guess just start right from the top with uh, David Starr. Give credit to uh, 
OTT, RevPro, TNT, all different companies that he worked for, Progress, they all got rid of, they all stripped him of title and got rid of him right away. They took decisive action. When he was on the show, we, we hyped up and promoted the podcast he was on, uh, We the Independent. They immediately went and severed ties. They're going to continue you know, on. And one of the things I did with our, our last episode, um, the Big Veto Part 2, which you know everyone can check out, I went and put something at the very end of the episode saying, we still, we do not, of course, support, if, this, if these things are true, we do not support what David Starr allegedly did, but we still do support the idea of wrestlers' independence, you know, with their being unionized and everything else. So we support why he came on the show in the first place. But of course, if these actions are true, we vehemently, you know, are against the things that he's accused of. But, you know, like I said, We the Independent is still going strong, trying to unionize and do the best for wrestlers out there. But they, all of these people did a very strongly went and moved away from him. And like you said, his career is more than likely over. And, he, and you know, he, he came out right away and said he is. I mean, he said, you know, he was a dickhead as a boyfriend, but this isn't true. And, you know, that's what makes these, all these things that are going to be very hard to talk about right now because, of course, no one's going to go out and say that they did this and basically say, yeah, I'm a rapist, uh, I'm an abuser and all these things. But with the David Starr one, which is slightly interesting, is the idea that he said, yeah, I was a shithead boyfriend, I did some terrible things, but I did not cross that line. So it makes also, sure- also, the woman is not saying that, it, that he was horrible to her as a boyfriend. That's not necessarily a crime, necessarily, right? But there's emotionally abusive things that are, you know, basically you're kind of an immoral person, um, you know, and there's other things. And then he said that, then she said that he said that he raped someone else. So that's a big deal, big deal. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, hashtag speak out is. Speaking out. Sorry, speaking out is going to be a big thing over the next, you know, couple of days, couple of weeks. You don't know how long that is going to be the vocal point of what we cover, you know, as a podcast right now. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what other things come out, how WWE and all these companies handle this. But like I said, I'm giving credit to Progress Wrestling, who went and immediately anybody who there was even an accusation, they suspended where they went, Jordan Devlin, uh, who's their tag team champion? They went and just said, you know what, you're suspended. We're stripping you the title. When we know more information, we'll do something else. But right yeah. now, you're basically a black eye to our company. We cannot have you here. And, and, and the thing, and the thing about all these cases, a lot of these cases is, it's. I mean, there is a statute of limitations on sexual assault, I believe. These things can be very, very difficult to prove. Um, and so, like, we're probably not going to get a lot of arrests. Like, that's probably not going to be something that happens. Um, I think what's, what would happen is with certain guys, like Matt Riddle, which we can get into, because there's two statements. WWE made two statements in one day about it. So with the Matt Riddle thing, for instance, right? If maybe this goes away... Who knows? He has some counterclaim about this woman. And like I said, we'll get into that in a minute. But if one of these guys, instead of having one woman say this, they have multiple women say this, kind of like the Harvey Weinstein thing or the Charlie Rose thing back in the day. 
where it wasn't one woman who said, oh, he, you know, got handsy with me or whatever, right? It was multiple women saying that he, they were sexually harassing them. I think that's when a company like the WWE would have just, they'd have no choice, right? There'd be, there'd be too much, too much stuff. So I think that's, I think that's going to be, you know, going to be kind of what happens in some of these cases. Jordan Devlin, same thing. Like, I don't think the WWE is, I don't know what they're doing with him at the, at the moment. So, you know, that, that's where I think things get a little bit. And then some companies are like, forget it, like progress. We're, we're just, you know, we're done with it, which I, I totally respect too. So it, it's just, it's a very, very complicated thing. And, and also, you know, for these women who, you know, are, are accusing these men, if, the, if these women were assaulted, like it's, it's awful. It's an awful, awful, awful thing. And it's awful that these guys did this if they did. And they should be held accountable. They should be fired. They shouldn't be, be able to work in a public sphere. They should be arrested, right? So it's just, it's, it's, a, t- it's a tough thing. And what if they didn't do it? Then, then how does that look? So it's, it's you know, I, I, I get the idea of saying, well, let's get them, let's get them, let's fire everybody, blah, blah, blah. And, and for the most part, I, I hear you and, I, and I, I get it. But there is that element of like, we really don't know either way. So um, it'll be very interesting, you're right, to see where things go um, and, and see, and, and, and see where, where, where things end up. Yes, I mean, where that's, and like you said, Matt Riddle is by far the biggest name that we know about at this point. I mean, there's, there's other names on this list that are unconfirmed. And of course, none of these are confirmed in regards to it actually happened, but unconfirmed that there's even been an accusation. I mean, you, you've got names like, you know, Will Ospreay, just because he's British, has mysteriously, you know, entered some list, you know. So, I mean, there are certain names that we know for sure because they've been suspended by companies, but in other ones, and they're just people throwing out names, like I said, because yeah. they... Yeah, and I, and I think we should get away from... We should, on this podcast, we should not name any names of, uh, you know, just rampant speculation. Unless exactly. an accuser actually says it. So the name we just mentioned, I don't want to mention anyone's name unless we read somewhere that an accuser actually accused someone of, of, of saying something. So I think we have to be careful there, too. And, and you know, I give... And, I, and, I, and this puts a lot of wrestlers in a weird place. Like Pete Dunne who's the former tag team partner of Matt Riddle has been very outspoken over the last, you know, basically last two days in regards where, you know, he said, I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff was going on in regards with David Starr, but I, and now that I know this stuff is going on, you know, this is all super, super shameful and this absolutely should not be going on. And he would never, you know, work with, you know, like David Starr again and stuff, you know, and people are taking a hard line, but it makes you wonder, when and if you know everything goes back to normal with the pandemic and Pete Dunn comes back, how is he going to work with some of these guys now that he's taken the stance, which he absolutely should? I, I think it'll be fine. I mean, I think it'll be fine. And um, a lot of these guys may not have jobs and be working anyway, right? So um, the other thing is he's saying this to be a good guy, to say this is the case. Um, and if enough evidence comes out, if these men are arrested, if whatever, then he may not be working with them anyway. So I think taking a stance like this is, is, is taking a stance like this is good. Um, so, so yeah, so I, you know, we'll see, but let, let's, let's get to, 
I don't know. Uh, let's get to Riddle. Um, so um, he was accused of, there, there's a woman, and I, this is really going to be paraphrasing here because I don't have all the, the information right in front of me. Uh, there was a woman, um, I think it was a couple years ago, uh, that he that admitted she was sleeping with him. Um, but he was hang he was with her and a couple of witnesses, a couple of people, other wrestlers, maybe, I don't know. And I also don't know if that's come out who they were. Um, and, you know, essentially, you know, she, he forced her to, you know, give her moral sex. And, um, and, and so that was, you know, that was, that was what happened. So Corey, Corey, I uh, did put the story up. So um, I'll kind of read some of it if I can. Like I said, uh, um, see that, yeah, this is, well, this is the, the lawyer and, and stuff like that. So, um, okay. So this is what, this is what the, the woman claims, uh, Ms. Cartwright. Um, back in 2000, May of 2018, I was riding with Matt Riddle and a few other wrestlers during the van ride. When the three other wrestlers had fallen asleep, Mass at, Matt asked me to hop on his dick. When I refused, although we had previously been together, I was incredibly uncomfortable in that setting. Also, isn't he married? Um, when I said no, he grabbed me by the throat, choked me, and said, what if I just made you? I ended up giving him oral sex, praying someone wouldn't wake up to get out of having intercourse with him. It was incredibly humiliating. Uh, it is never okay to put your hands on a woman, and it is not okay uh, not to listen when she says no. Um, now, Matt Riddle had his lawyer chime in, and so let's let's go to that statement. So his his lawyer essentially said that this woman's been stalking the Riddle family for the past two years. Um, in two, in twenty nineteen, our firm had drafted a pleading against this performer to seek an injunction for cyber stalking in circuit court of Orange County, Florida. So essentially he's saying, he's not even, I don't know, even know if he's saying he didn't do it, but he's saying that this woman ha is, is, has been stalking him, cyber stalking him, what have you. WWE made a state, they've made a couple of statements, but I'm gonna read the second statement because I, I think it's interesting. Um, the second statement reads as follows. Individuals are responsible for their own personal actions. WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. Upon arrest of such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately terminated. WWE's ability to fine, suspend, or terminate a talent will not be, however, limited or compromised in any manner in the event irrevocable evidence of such illegal misconduct is presented to the WWE. So essentially, if a bunch of women come out and say, Matt Riddle did this to me, the WWE probably would have no choice um, but, to, but to fire Riddle. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's totally become a he said, she said incident. Uh, and, and it's come down to a thing. And, and Riddle, I think, is the guy really to talk about here. The David Starr thing, I think, is... We can talk about him more too, but the riddle thing here is very, very complicated because essentially he's saying this woman's been stalking him, um, which could hint that, you know, this isn't true, which we don't know. So this is a total, he says, she said, 
and you know, we rip the WWE here very regularly. We can name it the instead of the work shoot podcast, the we rip the we rip WWE every week podcast. But in this case, they're in a very, very difficult spot. Matt Riddle is supposed to make his debut tonight. They're supposed to make him a big star in SmackDown. He is, as I've said many times, one of my top five favorite performers in wrestling right now. I think he's spectacular. At the same time, they have this woman who accused him of, of something terrible and him, on the other hand, saying that, you know, she's been stalking him. So if you're, in, you're the WWE, you're in a really, really tough spot. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the Velveteen Dream situation where there are supposedly videos or, or messages or pictures or whatever and we both talked like, you know, what would they do here? And you were like, I, I, maybe they should hold off. And I said, no, push forward because w w what are we going to do here? And now, several weeks later, we haven't heard anything about it. So I'm not saying that's what you do here because I think this seems like to be a really different case. So, Corey, I'll just ask you, what, if you're the WWE, what do you do here? We talked about Jackson Riker too, right? How maybe don't have him on for a couple of weeks. And the forgotten sons are not going to be on WWE TV, right? They're put, they've been de-pushed, I guess you could say. But in your opinion, what do you do with the WWE here? I pull them off TV. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I almost think this is one of those situations where you have to be – I mean, you don't go and say anything to maybe to your audience because then that makes you even look – I think you almost have to keep a little bit of the kayfabe because it almost just opens up more – more doors to well, no you definitely don't say anything to your audience what right, would you well, be saying to them what i'm saying is you know what you i don't even think you have to do like an attack angle just as something just well he hasn't debuted you don't have to do anything well no i'm saying because he's supposed to debut tonight i you would just you just don't yeah you just don't even you don't have to they could say he's gonna debut and then he doesn't debut wwe they've had a hacker angle for for two months that they're not paying off so they could easily just not put him on and just yeah. not say anything i mean look what was it? Uh, Brodus Clay didn't they was supposed to debut? I think like four months, uh, like four months, and they, they never did until like you know post WrestleMania or something. So company you know decides to say they could bring somebody in and they never do. So that wouldn't be the first time. But that's the first thing. You do not air whatever angle he's supposed to be in tonight. I mean, somewhat semi spoiler, but the rumors going around he was supposed to do something with AJ Styles tonight in his celebration. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see if that was true how they edit around that, but, you know, they have the best, one of the best editing groups in the, you know, in the world when it comes to WWE. So the, I'm sure they can figure something out, but um, take them off TV. I think you got to do, of course, you know, a full investigation. I don't know. I mean, this is one of those situations where you go, I think you got, I think you got to go and just take them off TV and just do a full investigation. You know? I mean, what are they, what are they investigating? They're not, they're not, what are they going to hire private investigators, talk to the woman. And I mean, what are they going to, what are they going to investigate? I mean, I don't know that this is a, a thing where they can, they can, inv I mean, I know the, you know, and, and Corey and I are big fans of, of the NFL and the NFL does hire private investigators to look into guys' background in terms of the NFL draft and things that have happened in the past. Um, so that is something that's been done. I don't know if the WWE can do that. I don't know what that would even look like. I guess they could hire a, a firm to spend I mean, you know, money to look into it. But, but then on the other hand, it might not even be worth it. Like just fire him. I mean, I, I don't, I, and it, I, I just don't know what the right 
maybe just let it play out. Keep him off TV. See what happens. I mean, see see what if the if the legal system takes its course. You know, I, I mean, I'm not sure. This is building a lot of momentum too. That's the other thing, right? We're talking about the story right now on June 19th, a couple of days after it happened. We don't know what next week's going to look like or what a couple of weeks from now is going to look like. It could be much worse. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, I was going to say this initially, Aaron, when we initially were going to talk, you know, one of the major subjects was going to be an update to, in regards to how the company was handling COVID testing after, you know, the positive test on Monday. And this company gets, you know, $10 million a week between Fox and USA Network for their television. You're telling me they can't take some of that money and do full investigations into all these claims to people who they're, you know, they're, they're, I know they're all independent contractors, so they're not really employees, but they can't actually do something to make sure that people that they're putting all this stock into in their future and make sure that there actually aren't these problems going on. And maybe this should be something that going into the future, besides just hiring somebody because they're a great athlete, maybe we got to do better background checks on the guys that we're hiring on sports where there's high impact, where there are people who get tons of concussions, who have a better chance of, you know, maybe higher, more aggression and everything. I'm not saying that that's the reason why these people. But Corey, but Corey these, guys, these aren't guys who have been arrested. This isn't like, oh, this guy was arrested and we missed it. This guy beat up a woman and we missed it. This guy was in jail. For, this is, that's not what this is. What would they have been investigating? Was this guy was a, 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 a what would they have investigated? They've talked, they would talk to every one of his girlfriends before he, or his mistresses or whomever before he starts. I mean, I, I, don't, the, I don't, I don't, sure. If they want to, you want to do something now, if you want to do something, Devlin, I think is a little different case too, where the woman's claim should be. I mean, you could do different things, but like, I mean, they can only do so much. If the guy, if the guys have not been arrested, what are they investigating? They, or maybe they did investigate him. We, we also don't know that. Right. And if they did investigate them, they wouldn't have found anything anyway. I, I knew Matt Riddle as a guy who was married and I think he has a, several kids. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I don't know how his wife feels about all this because that's a, that's a whole other situation. True. I mean, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what WWE does in regards to like how they handle like an El Legaro and, or some of these other people compared to a Jordan Devlin and a Matt Riddle, because I think the upside, and it's, it's horrible to say it this way, but the upside that WWE sees in a Matt Riddle and a Jordan Devlin compared to other guys that are on this list from WWE UK is going to be really interesting on how much leeway and how much bad press they're going to allow themselves to be given, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we're talking about that in the NFL, right? Uh, higher, 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 higher talent you know, a uh, greater risk you would take with them. Um, so I think that's definitely going to be the case. So, I mean, I guess I'm not, not sure what else we could really say about Matt Riddle without knowing more information at this point. So, I mean, yeah. right now, the only other thing that people were saying online, which I don't know if you just want to say it's the conspiracy theorist people out there, but, and maybe this would have not come out if it wasn't because David Starr, but it is interesting the fact that, this comes out the day that he's going to premiere his big break on TV. Yeah. You know, that's something that, of course, that's, you know, it's awful. If this is, if this is at all true, it's awful what happened to this woman. 
there's also the idea of that this this is the biggest moment in this guy's life, the night that he's gonna premiere, and this story comes out. You know, it's yeah, some it's, say it's, it's slightly yeah. coincidental. I I mean, we don't know, right? And I think that's you know, I don't know, Corey. This is such a touchy God, this is such a touchy subject, and I I don't want to come off as insensitive to this woman if this really happened, right? It's just awful. But yeah, it's uh, very interesting that this is coming out on the night he's going to debut. And also there's, you know, if, if I will say this, if this is true about, you know, the, the lawyer putting, uh, putting something saying that this woman had been, cyber bullying him or cyber stalking him and then this comes i i don't know and you know what i don't even know if i want to go there i don't even know if i want to go there you know I, I i don't i don't i don't know but it's just it's a it's just it just is a really really shitty situation and if matt riddle did this he's a terrible person i mean he's a shitty person anyway for cheating on his wife i mean let's they that's i mean that that's no that's definitely there too that that sounds like is, is pretty clear, but um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's an awful, awful, awful situation all the way around. Last thing on this though, because you just brought it, indirectly just brought this up. Just remind me what you said regards to the thing with the lawyer, where if this whole thing with the stalking, if this is going on and if this is true on that end where she's been stalking his family for basically the last two years, if you're Matt Riddle and you've just signed this contract WWE and all this stuff is going on, Shouldn't you be smart enough to tell your employer, the WWE, that this is something that might come up so there's a plan? How would, how would he know? Corey, that's why he had a lawyer. That's why they took, her, took, took it to court. He did his due. Now, again, if he is, this is all under the premise that he didn't do this, right? He did the right steps. He went to the lawyer, and the lawyer went and did... What's his, hey guys, just so you know, this woman's been um, cyber stalking me and she might say something accusing me of something I didn't do on the night that I debut at your, con he went through the right channels. He went, he went and got a lawyer and he filed papers. And so, I mean, again, I want to make this very, very clear that I am not at all saying he's innocent of, of, of doing this. I'm saying it's, ab it's absolutely possible he did this. But I'm also saying in terms of if he did not, I think he followed the right procedures by going to the lawyer and filing a, that, that's what you're, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, Absolutely. so. So um, we'll follow this in regards to Matt Riddle, but let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Dave Lagana because I think that's a really interesting, interesting one here. So, and I guess we could, Dave Lagana, and I guess you could almost put the Jim Cornette situation in kind of in the same the same place here where it's something that apparently happened more than a decade ago. And, you know, it kind of goes into this whole entire culture that we're in right now of if you do something in the past, the past is going to come back to haunt you. Don't think just because, and if, if true, if just because you did something in the past, it's going to stay in the past. Just because you send out a racist tweet or you go and you, you rape somebody or you do something in your past that all of a sudden, because it was years in the past, you're the, you know, it's not going to come back later on and it might cause you to lose your job, you know? And Dave Lagana supposedly is a guy who's well-respected in the industry. I mean, 
he was a head writer on SmackDown. He's one of the key guys in the NWA and NWA Power, which is you know one of uh, Jay's favorite shows every week, and we wish he comes back at some point. But Dave Lagana, if all of this is true, he's never working in the industry again. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, and I'm not going to read the whole thing the woman said, but essentially there was a woman who was kind of a you know roommate, someone who they were, they were helping each other out in LA because they were, you know, she was struggling for money. They were sleeping in the same bed, but it was a non, it was no sex. So they were just friends. And then she woke up one day and he was, you know, sexually uh, assaulting her. That's what, you know, and that's what she claims. And this is 10 years ago. Doesn't really seem like there'd be a reason for her to make this up, to be quite honest with you. And so he has, you know, uh, NWA has, I don't know if they said they've terminated him or if he's left or mutual. But I'm pretty sure it's uh, Yeah, yeah, mutual mu- mutual termination or whatever. So, so yeah, so he's gone. Um, and, you know, it's, yeah, something that happened 10 years ago, something that sounds like it's, you know, it's, it's out there. And he's, you know, he's lost his job as a result. And so, I mean, this is... This is this is where we're going, right? Like, you have to be careful with how you tr- treat what you, you just. I mean, I I don't know, I, and I know that you know we've got we've had these cases with Louis C.K. where you know one of my favorite comedians of all time and one of my favorite shows of all time, and then he did these crazy sexually disgusting things to women, and his career was essentially ended and. Aziz had an incident, Aziz Ansari had an incident with a woman where, you know, it was, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. It sounds like it was somewhat of a misunderstanding. It doesn't sound like, you know, so he, I, he didn't get the same flack. So I don't, I don't know. And then we have all these women now accusing all these men of doing these things. And, you know, it's, it's just a really, a really, really tough case. And then Jordan Devlin's thing is, is different. Right, the woman is saying that he physically abused her and has put pictures. So, I don't know, but you know, I'll say this: when women have women are oftentimes afraid to come out and say stuff because of a lot of reasons, right? A lot of very legitimate reasons. And so, generally, when one woman comes out, that encourages other women to come out. So, this is great that women are coming out and, and speaking about this and speaking about being sexually assaulted, emotionally abused by men. Um, so it's a great thing, but I think it leaves a lot of us in a spot where we don't, we don't, we don't know. Right. Um, so it's, it's, and we're also not for nothing. We're men. And so we may have a different perspective. Obviously I'm, you know, you, you don't treat women bad. You don't abuse them. You don't rape them, but you know, it's it's just a, it's a really really fine line, and um, yeah, I I don't know. It, it's just it's a it's just a very very difficult situation, um, you know, especially for these women. And uh, and I just want to read this this one, and this is of many many different people have put out things today. But Allie from uh, AEW, the Bunny, as she's known there, she wrote this. Uh, for anyone wondering why it's so hard for women to speak out. They run the risk of not getting booked again, being accused of lying, the situation being downplayed, being made to look crazy, et cetera, et cetera. Hashtag speaking out. So like you just said, you know, it, we'll never truly understand as a man what these women are going through and how 
how much that things can change by just speaking out by, you know, saying what this is. And all of a sudden you can lose your career. Yes. You can lose your career because you did this. You could also lose your career by, by being blacklisted by them not believing you or by causing, you know, an uproar, you know, it's, one of those things where for a lot of these women, it's, it's a no-win situation. One, you were abused and, you know, destroyed emotionally the first time. And then when you go out there and say this happened, they go and they call you a slut or different awful things. And you relive yeah. the whole time traumatic experience again. And, you know, this is great, this hashtag speaking out. But you know what? Certain people aren't going to still get that justice that they need. Maybe they'll get the emotional release of actually being able to say what happened out loud and maybe someone will believe them. But at the same point, a lot of these people for nights on end are gonna have to relive this again. A lot of people, you know, just buried these type of things deep down in their soul and said, you know what, this never happened. I wasn't a victim. And then all of a sudden they come out and they say something and then they all of a sudden they don't realize this, but they relive the whole entire torture again, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I know you most likely have maybe dealt with some of this stuff as a school counselor, dealing with kids who from different, you know, situations might, who may have opened up to you about certain things over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't realize until afterwards is a secondary wave of what happened. You know I mean? Like you could might you know, speak more on that, but I'm, I'm just like yeah. things I've heard of read. Yeah. I, I, so I want to, I want to um, read Jordan Devlin's step, statement first. So again, this woman accused Jordan Devlin of, of abusing her said that she has pictures. I, I think it's an ex of, of ex of his, um, so very serious allegations too. Um, so his statement was, I didn't want to address the hurtful allegation made against me, but for, for the sake of my followers and friends on this platform, I may, for whatever reason, be unsure. I'm going to address this once the recent allegation made against me is completely and utterly false. And I deny it entirely. This is the case of a malicious personal agenda being executed against me at the back of a very brave telling of true experiences by other women, I completely denounce it. This is all I will say. I'm now working on a legal team to decide how to proceed from here. So obviously, you know, all these guys are saying they didn't do it. So that's, that's essentially what that is. Yeah, I mean, Doesn't that sound you know, like I've, 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 would, would you say? Maybe like just listening to that, because I hadn't read it beforehand, because I've been just doing some other stuff uh, earlier today, setting up for the show. But and the way that that statement by Jordan Devlin kind of sounded like victim shaming. It was like, yeah, this did, you know what? I'm sure that there are true stories out there, but this didn't, you know, this woman's like, this didn't happen. Uh, I'm sure things, you know, it just, it didn't sound yeah. like. But, but, all, but also what we, listen, he may have done this. Yeah. And if he did, he deserves to go to jail. If he didn't do it, then he's pissed. Sure. So that's what that statement came off as. So it's that's and that's what I mean, right? Like we're we're trying to read into these things, read into like we we don't know. We have no none of us have any idea a hundred percent about any of this, and I think that's where things are. The re, one of the reasons why going to the Black Lives Matter movement it has picked up so much steam is because white people saw a black person being murdered in front of them. That is why this has picked up steam. As a black man, I know what happens. Um, you know, I've I've seen the cops harass my father. Like I I've, I know what happens, but that is not what white people necessarily see. But seeing that woke them up to it. With this, with this, with this case, with these women, 
we don't we didn't see it none of us know so it's it's a very very difficult thing on all sides and i i have trouble defending these guys i i, I would not defend them at all but we also have no idea so it's it's very tough very difficult and you know what and a lot one of the things that's come up as a result of this and it's is the idea of how these women are just treated in general, where they're like even fans, not even female wrestlers, but the fans, they're basically called, you know, the rats of, you know, who basically hang around the boys and stuff. And that's just a, you're, or you're just demeaning these women to begin with. And that's one of the things that's come out in this whole type thing where I think we just have to figure out how we talk to people. I mean, and we, I'm sure all of us in our own personal life, of course, Hopefully none of us have gone to that next step of beating up or raping anybody, but just the idea of how we treat people and the way we, we say things. I mean, yes, I think that our culture has become a little bit too PC over the years, but the idea that... Uh, I don't. Go but, ahead. But, you know, just the idea that... Auntie, I, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I mean, no, go ahead. I apologize. But, you know, just the idea of, like, the way that we're treating just the female fans in general when it comes to wrestling has made it almost okay in the minds of wrestling fans and almost male talent in general that they're less than. And I think that's just a, a mindset that has to change. I don't think that's – I. here's what I – here's the thing with that. That's not a wrestling thing. That's a societal thing. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's that's way bigger, way, way bigger than wrestling. Because you said, like, you know, the, the female um, – you know, fans, they call them rats or, or, you know, whatever. But this isn't just fans. You know, these are women's wrestlers who are going through this. The Mia Yim thing, that story from years ago, how she was abused horribly by her ex-boyfriend, who is a pro wrestler. I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know his name, but I know his, I know his stuff's out there. But, you know, he was a pro wrestler who abused her for years. Right. And so she was a wrestler, a, you know, strong woman and mentally she was strong, but she was abused and it was a tough situation. So this isn't just, you know, a fan who is, you know, even though you know, all women deserve to be treated the same and, and well, but it, it's not just that. So to me, it's how oftentimes, unfortunately, women are looked at in society. Um, and also, how we've talked about how so many cases of sexual assault are that are reported are not taken to court. Men are not arrested for it. So that's a big part of this too. So it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. And, and then we, you can get into so many other layers of this that I think we're kind of, you know, unqualified to talk about. But well, I mean, we just had. Uh, this isn't a cheap plug for for us, but we did. You know, so we just had. Big Vito on, and you heard at the end of end of the episode, his wife was joined, and she put out uh, Noel Harlow Lagrassi. She put out a thing today, you know, it's where she even has dealt with the past. It was one of the things she wrote. I was called a rat from day one, and I didn't date workers for almost five years in my career. I once went to a CCW show and had she sticks thrown at me, and rats screamed in my face. CCW said, "What do you expect us to do? Throw them out?" A few shows later, I was punched in the face by, by you know, by a fan. I mean, 
So it's just like, and then she wrote something else in regards to her own experience in dealing with something, you know, in regards to all the things that are going on today. Also, for the record, the one thing we also have to take into account that as much as women are now becoming as big of the stars as the men, like Charlotte and Sasha and, you know, Bailey and Becky, the you know, four horsewomen, it is still a heavily male dominated business. Um, and so the men, you know, the males have, you know, they're, they're controlling the business. So I think that's another kind of thing underlying a lot of this too, as the why trip women, it sounds like in general, whether you believe every single one of these accusations or don't, it sounds like there's a history here of women in wrestling not being treated well. And I think a lot of that is based off of how many men are in the, how, how much of a male dominated uh, business it is. Now, one of the things that we, one of the guys we weren't going to talk about, but mm. AW just put out a statement about Jimmy Havoc. Uh, we wish Jimmy Havoc all the best as he receives treatment and counseling and effort to overcome the mental health and substance abuse challenges in his life. We are aware of various reports related to Jimmy. We are evaluating his status with our company and we'll address it when he has successfully completed his rehabilitation. So, I mean, they're not getting rid of him, which you could say is right or wrong. And if they're basically sugarcoating and saying that, you know, he's going into rehab for something else, but you know, they're at least saying, you know what? He's not going to be our company right now. We're going to look yeah. into this and we're going to see what's going to happen. So I mean, Well, it sounds like also some of his and some of the things that were out there on Twitter about him was his mental state and women would profile incidences of him. You know, again, I don't really want to get into all of it, but there were a lot of mental health things, it seemed like, and, and substance abuse surrounded around some of the other things that he did with women. So it sounds like he maybe is in a place where he needs to, you know, get some help. Um, I think that AEW statement is good. Yeah. Have him, let him get some help, get him away. You investigate the situation a little bit more. You get more information and you help maybe help him get clean. But when he comes back, you make a determination on, you know, is this, is this guy right for, for the company? And, and if not, we have to get rid of him. Cause they don't, I mean, you know, not for nothing. He's not Matt Riddle. Right, like they don't. If he'd be gone, you wouldn't really. It'd be fine. So, you know, I, man, it, it, this is just a really, really tough thing. But the other thing is, you know, we talk about this is a sad day for wrestling, or this is a sad day for whatever. Right, this has been happening for years. This is history. That is the history of women not being treated well in wrestling like this is history so it's not a sad day it's been a sad history absolutely i mean and sometimes at some point the, you know they want to say the uh the chickens come home to roost all of this bad behavior at some point it's going to come come back to haunt, haunt haunt the wrestling industry and this is that day and you know you want to go and say all right yeah that's 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 it we feel bad for the wrestling industry but no this is these women have dealt with this stuff for years. And even if some of these things aren't true and we hope, hope for the sake, just in general for, because of, you know, the, the sport that, or the industry that we love, that all of these things aren't true. And for all the people who have had these issues that, you know, they're, 
that this has helped them come forward and find some sort of emotional release and, you know, peace in their lives. But this is a moment in time where you have to understand that these type of actions have happened in the past. This has to be a fresh start in, in the wrestling world and in the world in general where these type of behaviors are no longer going to be allowed, you know? And it's just like, you've got to go and just understand that even though this was a male-driven industry at some point and certain things were just looked, looked at as it just happened, that's the way things are. That's not the way things can be anymore. And, and this is start, you know, it's such a structural thing that I don't, I don't even know where you start. You know, um, we, we've talked about stuff with Black Lives Matter. There are structural things that, that you can do. And I think maybe this is a thing where we would need to have a woman on who's, who's, who's involved in that. I, I don't think we're, we're experts to talk about it. But I, I, I also think this starts when, you know, I, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to actually, I'm actually not going to say that because I want to be as, as sensitive to, to everyone as possible here um, and what we're, we're talking about. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, we have to be better to each other. Um, we have to be better to each other. And it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It, this is, this is all a very, very difficult subject. Yeah. Like I said, you know, as much as I wanted to come on today and talk about how cool it was to, you know, see Ricky Starks on, you know, AW that takes a back seat to, you know, real life events, you know, and yeah, I don't know if you want to still even talk about anything else that happened in the, you know, the week of wrestling, since we spoke to everybody, you know, on Monday, but it's, this is, this is the story that we'll be, I think this we'll be talking it. about for the next couple of weeks. I mean, this is them. so, know, uh, so is Riddle going to be, is Riddle going to be on SmackDown? I want to say no, but if it's true that it's part of a bigger angle involving AJ Styles, you know, I'm going to go with the WWE's actually going to do the right thing for a change. Vince McMahon is going to actually not going to be – see, Vince McMahon and not being stubborn just sounds like something that never happens. But, so, but, we, we, no. but we have to remember, and we didn't break this down. This, these, we didn't break this oh. statement down about how – and so it, it's interesting. This guy, Andrew Brandt, he does a, a podcast with um, this guy, Russ Tucker. It's a great show. So Andrew Brandt will analyze a statement from like an NFL team. He's a former president of the Green Bay Packers. Okay. So he'll analyze a statement from a team and then he'll actually break it down in like English language, what they're actually saying. And I'm going to read the, 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 the part where it says, um, the, upon arrest, they will be suspended. Upon conviction, they will be terminated. What does that mean to you, Corey? We're going to wait and see. As long as you're a huge star, we'll let you get away with as much as possible. Right? That's what that means to me, or unless they get more evidence. Now, if they get more evidence and a bunch of other women come through and say, like, he's done this, then I think it's over. Then I think it's over. So what do you um, think? Is Matt Riddle uh, on our team? No. Now, did they tape SmackDown already, or is this live? No, they, they taped SmackDown for this week. Next week's SmackDown. Yeah, so they would have to change. They'd have to change up the whole show. They'd have to change up the whole show because I'm sure they wrote this around Riddle and and SmackDown's going to be in about an hour from now. Um, I, I mean, they'd have to change their whole show around. But it's really hard to put a guy in there who is the WWE face of the speaking out movement 
you know, and he's the fa- he's the WWE. I mean, as much as we can say David Starr is a face, and he is, David Starr is an independent wrestler who's not on our TVs every week that a lot of people don't know who he is. A lot of freaking people know who Matt Riddle is. He was in the UFC. He's been in the NXT. He's been a, a pretty big star. Everybody knows who he is. So you're putting the person who's kind of the face of this speaking out movement, um, you know, against sexual harassment, sexual assaults, and, you know, abuse of women, and you're going to put them on TV on, on Friday night on Fox. You know what? It, right now it is 7.15 p.m., 45 minutes before this show starts. WWE.com still has for their SmackDown quick hits, and you would think that they'd be smart enough to update this. Maybe they're, they're not, but they have Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt and the Firehouse Funhouse to make ominous return. AJ Styles rolls out red carpet for challenge, uh, presentation, Mandy Rose on uh, Miss TV, and Matt Riddle to make his SmackDown debut. Now I'm, not gonna, now, I'm not gonna rip them for that because sometimes like one department doesn't talk to the other. We've seen that like a million times and Vince can just change the show. And so I'm, I'm not gonna rip them for that. I, I don't, who knows, maybe they put that out there, but so I'm not gonna rip them for that. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, and they might be thinking about it way up, right up until there, right up until the time. I just don't know how you have this guy on TV and he's the, the, the face of this movement currently. The face against this movement, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know how they have him out there. I really don't. I think they have to give this some time. I don't disagree. I mean, I'd like to go back though, before we move on to other things, I'd like to go back to David Starr for a minute, just the, and it just, and it's just, it, it's weird. Cause like I said, we had him on and seemed like a really good guy. And like, if you look back, I don't have the exact tweet cause I was looking into this earlier, but you know, when he goes and, and I understand, and if this isn't true, you know, I understand, you know, it is what it is, but when he's going and saying, you know, basically you have to believe all, all accusers of anything, you know, like basically the me too, me too movement. And then all of a sudden when it's against him, you know, it's not true. You basically, I understand when it's something against you personally, you've got to defend yourself. He's almost like just saying the opposite of against his own words, you know? So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's whatever, right? Like, you know, I, I, I think sometimes there's, I think sometimes as, as I mean, people, like, so you're, I, so, all victims, but when you're the person who's the, uh, the victim. Yeah. But if he, but if he didn't do it, he is, I mean, what's he going to say? Like, Oh, well, I did say back then that you, you know, I mean, what's he going to say? But I do think we sometimes take this holier than thou stance on sure. a lot of things, right? Like I, I never try to pretend to be the perfect person. I've, I've made mistakes. That's why the, you know, I've talked about, this book with you, Corey, and with my wife and with my friends. I did a book club, book club, uh, the How to Be an Anti-Racist book. I read that as a black man thinking, what the hell, why am I reading? I'm an anti-racist. And then I read stuff in there, stuff that I've done or stuff that I've said, right? It, it, some, it's called assimilation, by the way, for those who, who care. And so I did stuff that was racist, not even knowing. You, we can't do this thing where we're all holier than thou over everything. We've all made mistakes. We've all done things. So that's where I, I think, you know, like you probably shouldn't put that out there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and also he should have put out that out there because 
here's what's not disputed. The, the him saying that him saying to this woman that he raped someone else. That's, that's, you could say maybe he did, maybe that we don't know. We do know he was a really bad guy to his girlfriend that we do know. So it's hard to reconcile him being, uh, and this is a, this is what you said about the me too movement. I don't have those old tweets. If he was really for that me too movement while being a pretty shitty boyfriend, that's, you know, whether it's emotional abuse or, or whatever, because there, you can be really, really crappy to a woman and not lay a hand on her. Sure. And so physical abuse are they're both abuse. Yes. Right. So, so that, that's where, that's where I would struggle. You know, that's where I would struggle. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, we had him on and, and he was tremendous guest and, and he was great to talk to. I tweeted meant to many of you guys who may listen to our show to listen to the interview. And I know some of you did. Um, and you know, the, it's, it's, it's tough now looking back on it. Agreed. Um, I, you know, like I said, we could talk about the subject for hours, but let's, uh, let's talk a little, I guess, the silly world of professional wrestling, just before we wrap up for the day. Just a couple of quick thoughts. Um, just quickly on AEW and NXT, we don't have to talk. I, I'd love to talk more about testing, but just your quick thoughts. A- oh, by the way, with the, with the testing, it does look like so far everybody's negative. Right. Let's so go. that, that is... Continue testing, you know, every time they come in. Well, yeah, this will be the only time they test them and see you. But <laughs> good night. See you. They're all negative. You don't ever, you're never going to get it anymore. Um, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's a mess. Um, yeah, so the testing we could talk about. Um, what do you want to talk about first, NXT or AEW? Um, well, I, I think the big thing coming out of NXT is that we're going to have a triple threat match for the, U, uh, for base, for the North American title. And then two weeks later, going up against the second night of Fighter Fest, we're going to have a unification title match. I mean, now, now I'm going to—I'm not going to put myself over, but I'm going to put myself over. I did say some type of. Now I said specifically Keith Lee, and who knows what they do, but a Keith Lee Adam Cole match—that would be—that'd be the biggest. I don't care about Karen Cross. That is the biggest match that NXT can have. That's the biggest match they can have. I love Finn Balor too. The biggest stars in NXT are Adam Cole and Keith Lee. And I don't even think it's close. And so that's the biggest match you can have. That's the match that they're setting up to go against Fighter Fest. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But a couple of real big shows coming up that I'm excited about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think it's interesting, though, in a couple of factors. One, I understand, I think when we had this conversation initially, you were like, all right, so he has both he has both titles, and then you go if you have Keith Lee win, and you go on from there. But are you already are you is it, are we doing like a Naito situation in uh, New Japan where he's going to have to defend both titles? Well, 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 well. Hold on. Well, right hold on. We're getting ahead. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. When's the last time the WWE did something like this? I can tell you from what I remember, and I could totally be wrong. I think it was WrestleMania six, Ultimate War. Was it six with Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan when Warrior won the IC title and the World title? This doesn't happen often. 
A guy winning both titles doesn't happen often. It very rare, and now the IC title doesn't mean shit, so now they don't care. But back then, it really meant something. So it was a, it was a gigantic deal. And I think the North American title probably means more than the IC than the US title. So it'd be a really, really big deal if there was a you know champ champ. I don't know if I see that. And I guess you could say, I guess you could say Becky. So I, I take that back. Becky would be the, the actually last. Get a clean finish. I mean, I know it's two weeks. Like, so but Becky would be the last person before that prior ultimate warrior. So basically what I'm saying is this happens so rarely, but as proposed so much, I don't know that we get a clean finish at all. Now paying off a show where you don't get a clean finish and you're going against AEW might really anger your audience. So I don't know how they're going to do that. But I do think we're putting the cart before the horse because clearly they're planning this out eventually for Karrion Cross to go after the NXT title. So unless they have Adam Cole in both titles and you know whatever, I think they're going with Karrion Cross here to be the next big challenger. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I do, and I wonder if that's a big enough main event, title versus title. To go and beat NX to beat you know AEW uh, on that June eighth uh, sh- sorry July eighth show, but the one thing I wanted to talk about, which you're gonna tell me I'm over over going crazy about, but we never talk about it. I, I like Robert Stone as a character. I think he's a nice like mid tart character, but I'm slowly seeing things on NXT that are starting to worry me a little bit, and this NX and this whole type Robert Stone you know puking angle just has the words of the name Vince McMahon all over it. This isn't something that I remember seeing on NXT before they were on USA Network and before, you know, Vince McMahon was playing a lot more attention. I just feel like, am I losing my NXT a But You're still getting the great matches, but that feels like something that I would see. Corey, I'm about patterns here, but we've talked about this before. You talk about the ratings every week and this every week and that every week. It's about patterns, right? It's one angle that was really stupid. I didn't like it at all. It's kind of goofy. They did the therapy thing with um, uh, the Undisputed Error. So you could say that's a Vince thing too. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was goofy. So I, I think we got to wait and see here. Let, let's wait and see before we start trashing NXT. I'm not trashing. I'm just saying I would start to look out for if we see more stuff like this, oh, what would you put the th- what would you put on the speed uh, disputed error thing? Is that a Vince thing? Because then we start talking about what's a Vince thing, what's not a Vince thing, what's a Vince thing, what's not a Vince thing. I I, I don't think Vince has a lot to do with NXT. I think Vince is I come on, Corey, come on. I think Vince's whole thing would be, hey, we need to put. Um, a main roster person over, like Charlotte. I think that is, that's his influence. And I think that's where he is. So that I think he is influencing. But he's not influencing the storylines and who goes over. And he doesn't even have time for that. So I, no, that's I that. So, right. he's not, oh man, it's Robert Stone. We got to make him puke in a ring. And then, but then like the main event storyline, he has nothing to do with. That, 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 doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That, that's a, this is, this doesn't make sense at all. Hey, I hope you're right, and I hope it was like a one-week thing. It is funny, you know. But it's not a one-week thing. They've been doing this with him being like a mess. He got beat up by Rhea. I mean, this has been an angle they've been doing for weeks. The puking thing was didn't make any sense. But And then that match was terrible. Dude. She, met, she messed up the, the pen. The match was horrible. Aaliyah, but, 
I don't know why she's uh, on TV. Well, it's oh, it, it, two can play two can two can plant that game too. Zaylee's still developing. She's still developing. She's developing. You know, they're both they're both developing. I don't know. I I I, I make nothing of it. I thought it was silly. Not I don't agree with everything that the comp- either either show does every week. So that's my thing there. All right. Um, I and I'll I'll give them credit. I thought the uh, you can tell me well this might be a Vince thing too, but I thought the the Fandango uh, uh, of Breeze uh, entrance thought was pretty funny. I think the last two weeks stuff they've been doing with them has been very funny, and I hope that they stick with the idea of everything be before they get in the ring they'll be goofy. When they get in the ring they'll be serious act. I actually think they can be a help to some of the newer guys on NXT with you know being the more of a veterans, but. Um, Sure. And, they, and they have no tag team, so yeah, that's that's that, why they need them. The, uh, the guys who are terrible with uh, Malcolm Bivens, who you know, I'm hoping he doesn't get wasted as uh, just standing there. I hope he gets to talk every once in a while. But a quickly, AEW really enjoyed the Ricky Starks debut, and I really enjoyed. I know that you hate the Dark Order; you think it's a waste of time at this point. But I like that. I know that there was basically no women's wrestling on the show, but that three-minute segment with the women I thought was really well done with getting two new characters kind of over. Just want to get yeah. No, you're talking about two different things. You're not talking about the same thing. The, the uh, little vignette with Sarah J, who's like a gorgeous woman. Jesus. Um, <laughs> so the vignette with Sarah J was good. And then whatever that woman was, I mean, good God. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, that scared, that scared me. I don't get scared often. But, no, it was great. But the, that was great. Then, the, then now she's a part of the Dark Order. That's, where, that's what I'm talking about, Corey. The, you're saying I'm not a fan of the Dark Order. That has nothing to do with me not liking the match and you know, trying to get the women over. The Dark Order doesn't put, get anyone over. No one's over from the Dark Order. So, and I know it's, you know, there's no fans, so you can't say, oh, who's over, who's over. Dark Order wasn't over before. Certainly, they're not, I'm, I would be very surprised if they're over now. So, yeah. I, I like the idea of her joining the Dark Order. But she just got there. Right. She lost one match. And now she's going to join the Dark Order? Well, she, she, the idea that she had all this hype, a uh, highlight package, she lost. She, she lost liked- one match. And now she's going to join a cult? What sense does that make? Hulk Cabana makes sense. He's been losing for a couple of weeks. I get that. The woman lost one match. I think it's an interesting direction. We'll see. Why is it interesting? She lost one match. You know what? You already, somebody who's a new character, for some people, maybe not you, you're going to actually care about her because she's actually in a storyline. Actually, they're doing something with her. They did do something with her. They had to do a vignette and had to lose a match, and they can continue her, her push and her try, trying to rise. They could keep that going. She's like 20-something years old. Yes, I, I, I'm not going to – you're going to care more about her because she's in the dark order? They, come on. Come on, Corey. Let, let's, let's, be, let's be serious here. I love him. What have they done with the dark order that's been good so far? We're waiting to find out. Um, so Ricky Starks. I thought it was a really cool debut. I think that he has star quality. You saw it at NWA Power. He's going to get now have a chance to do longer than, you know, six-minute matches as the, uh, the TV champion. I thought that we also saw a lot of interesting little moments of we're going to see a heel turn, most likely sooner than later, 
from Cody from some of his actions, which I like the idea that we're slowly seeing that. What what do you think of Ricky Starks, a guy who you really liked from yeah. uh, NXT? Lo- loved him. I guess they originally, I guess it was a one-off originally. Yep. And then they liked the match so much that they signed him, and now they're going to build some type of program around him. I think he's great. I think he presents something different from the AEW. He can talk. Um, he's more of a showman than I think like a tremendous worker. I think he's a good worker, but I think he's more of a showman than what AEW has. I think he brings something different. Um, so yeah, I, I think that was good. Uh, we'll see what happens with Cody. I, I think it's interesting. I, again, the Arn Anderson thing, having a, a playbook. I don't, I don't understand the man's been wrestling for 15 years. I don't even know, know why he needs a coach, but um, yeah, we'll see with, with Cody. Um, I do think, and, and others have pointed this out, they have to be careful with Cody because, you know, kind of like we talked about with Sasha and Bailey, how they were wrestling Tegan Knox and Sasha Blackheart. By the way, we didn't talk about that. A very good main event. I really enjoyed that match. The women worked really hard, and it was a fun. You talk about, like, a good women's match. Like, uh, you know, whatever. I, I think Bailey and Sasha just need to be the women's tag team champions. Like, I, I think they just need to be the champions because they're just so much better than, you know, most of the main roster. Um, anyhow, that, that was a fun match. But we talked about how them going against those women uh, for the tag team titles, um, it, it, kind of a passer through. Like, there's no way they're going to win because obviously the Iconics is where that feud is eventually going. Um, and same thing with, you know, Ricky Starks and Marquette. Like, there's no way these people are going to win the belt because we know they're setting up for Hager. So sometimes that could be, and the other thing is he doesn't need to defend the title every week. I, I, I think I think of, I think that's going to be a little bit too much. You know, have a number one contenders match to see. They had a lot of tag matches last week. I think they had too many tag matches, and some of them didn't really mean anything. Have a number one contenders match for the TV title next week. Have a, you know, do a little bit more. They have a, they now have a singles title on their television show. Make that mean something. Instead of having, you know, randos, um, you know, randos there. Uh, Corey just sent me a, a little message here. Jack Gallagher has been released. Um, is there any information as to why he was released? I'm going to try to look on Twitter. Well, he's one of the guys who uh, apparently was the allegations. He's gone. Mm-hmm. But, but then Matt Riddle's going to be on, on, on TV. Oh, one of them is a star. One of them they believe is a star. One of them they don't. Like you said, you know, uh, if you're a first round pick, you're uh, you get a lot more opportunities. If you're a seventh round pick who's just trying to hold off to your spot, yeah. Um, so a woman appro- uh, accused him of inappropriate behavior in 2014. Um, yeah, and now he's gone. And we, and we apologize, guys. I mean, this is a developing story as we're on the air. The more information we get, we're going to, you know, if we see it as long as we're on right now, we'll continue to, you know, update. Um, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you're, I mean, listen, you are, you are a hundred percent right. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And, and I'm reading some of this that the, the woman said about him on Twitter and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but again, she's accusing him of sexually assaulting her in 2014 and now he's gone. And Matt Riddle might be on our TV in about 27 minutes. So, um, yeah, it's, but I, yeah, it's, 
Very, very interesting how WWE is going to handle all this. Yeah. And is it going to, and, and what happens, you know, right now we got Matt Riddle, who's not a star, star. What happens if Roman Reigns or AJ Styles or someone like that is accused of this? It's good. I think they'll, uh, I mean, this is going to just present, and I'm not saying they have, I'm not saying at all, but let's just say a big star. This is going to, this is going to present a whole heap of problems to a company that is struggling with the coronavirus testing, struggling with the ratings, struggling with creative. Now they're struggling with all these accusations. They're in trouble. Agreed. I mean, just putting out here, um, Anthem statement on allegations against Impact Wrestling talent. Regards to allegations against uh, over the last 24 hours about our talent, uh, Impact talents including Joey Ryan and David Crisp. Impact Wrestling partner company Anthem issued the following statement. Is it a core value of Anthem's organization that we conduct our business with respect and integrity, providing a safe, and secure work environment for our employees and performers. We are following carefully and various allegations being made through social media and are reviewing all incidents involving impact wrestling talent and personnel in determine an appropriate course of action. I think, and I know that we don't usually talk about uh, impact very much on this, on this program, even when they do something good, but I think Impact's in a really weird position on this where you basically gave your biggest, you know, star at the time, uh, Blanchard, you know, the title when there was massive, you know, speculation of her being, you know, super racist against uh, female athletes. And she, you know, and I know that there's talk that she may be leaving the company now anyway because of other things, but are you, you're keeping her around and then... Now you're going to take seriously, you know, tax against, you know, maybe actually Jay Christ and, or Dave Christ and, you know, Joey Ryan. So, I mean, are they going to give as much leeway to the two of them as they did to um, Blanchard? Blanchard? Well, one, the Blanchard thing is different. Again, I am black and I take racism very seriously, but it's different someone saying something to me than someone who is sexually assaulting me right it's, it is two different things so i don't know apparently this woman also told i think she was a performer and she told the company she worked for that they were the independent company and they didn't do anything and she actually said she was more upset about that company because they didn't do anything i don't know the one thing that i think we're, we're seeing is that this is pervasive this is all over the sports this is impact, AW, um, WWE, NXT. This is in progress. This is over in the UK. Right? This is all over different countries, different states. This is pervasive how women are, are, are it seems, are being treated in pro wrestling. And I don't know, I don't know what you do about that. I really don't. But Something certainly needs to be done because this is, this is really, you know, shit's hitting the fan. Shit's really hitting the fan. And I, I, Corey, I mean, how many guys have been accused now of, of some type of 
you know, uh, abuse of a woman. I mean, we're going into, we're going, and uh, there's a lot of freaking guys on this list. It's a lot of guys. Released by the WWE, you know, it's on this list. It's freaking crazy. So, and I, and I, I don't see this stopping. I don't, I don't see this stopping at all. Maybe on Monday we're going to do a, a big show because someone else gets, someone gets released. Like, I, I would not be surprised at all. So, um, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, Corey's really been really on top of this on Twitter and, and keeping you guys informed about, you know, what's going on. Um, we'll see. Obviously, we're taping the show now. By the time you guys listen to this, Riddle would have already been on SmackDown or not been on SmackDown or he would have been in a, attacked in a hit-and-run accident like they did with Hardy. I don't know what they're going to do. But, um, you know, we'll see. So, and um, Elias who got run over with Matt Riddle? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So not to make light of it, but you know, what are you going to do? So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think it's, I think this is just the beginning, just the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I guess on that note, um, hard way to transition from that one, but I think we covered a lot of interesting stuff. Let's, uh, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. I guess you could follow us at Workshoot Pod. Uh, please follow the, uh, the Facebook group where we have a lot of lively discussions and I'm sure this will be one of many, you know, over the uh, next couple of days and weeks ahead. Um, you know, if you leave us a review on Apple podcast, five stars, or even if not five stars, we will be sure to read it on the air. So anywhere where you list to podcast, please, you know, rate review and subscribe. We do appreciate it. And, of course, check out our sister podcast, You Don't Know Jackie. Uh, the Honorable Jason Brooks uh, will be joining us on an episode, I believe, either coming up this week or in the very near future, on the hit HBO series Insecure. It was a very lively discussion with the return of the original Jackie, Jackie Mello, firecracker that she is. Uh, but, uh, Jason, the final word is always is yours. I think we're done here. See ya. <laughs>